Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce cost and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. Just a heads up, we'll be talking quite a bit about eating and not eating in this episode. In 2014, a flurry of news stories about a little boy named Landon Jones appeared. Landon, who lived in Iowa, had totally lost the ability to feel either hunger or thirst. According to the Des Moines Register, it had begun the year before, in October of 2013, Then 11 years old, Landon had come down with a rather nasty bacterial lung infection, and he'd needed medication. He'd been dizzy, and he'd lost his appetite. Normal enough for anyone who was feeling ill, but after he was better, Landon still wasn't hungry. He still wasn't thirsty. And his father, Michael, told NBC News that he and his wife, Debbie, couldn't tempt their son with the foods that used to be his favorites. Landon's father, Michael, told CBS News, You can put food in front of him. He won't touch it. It'll just sit there all day and all night. Landon didn't even want to eat the treats that he collected on Halloween. Per the Des Moines Register, Landon's worried parents began to take him to doctors. At first, it seemed like it might be something lingering from his lung infection, though an unusually intense one, as his parents even had to remind him to drink water, and his father found himself following behind his son, the same one who'd always enjoyed pizza and hamburgers, begging him to take just a bite of this or a sip of that. McDonald's fries, milkshakes, candy, a preteen boy's catnip, but they sat untouched. Landon brought his school lunches home with a single bite taken from sandwiches. Michael and Debbie, they scheduled more appointments, but they didn't get any enlightenment. According to NBC, by 2014, Landon had, quote, lost about 40% of his body weight, plummeting from 104 pounds to just 67. As far as experts could tell, he didn't have an aversion to food. Something had simply shorted out his drive. Imagine never feeling thirsty and then quenching with cold water or the hunger that makes that delayed meal taste just that more delicious. Dr. Holly Phillips, 
a CBS medical contributor who interviewed the Jones family, explained that, quote, Landon has been evaluated by a number of psychiatrists, psychologists, and eating disorder specialists who really don't feel that this is an eating disorder or something entirely psychiatric. There is definitely something physical going on. And Landon's parents were terrified. According to the Des Moines Register, their formerly energetic son didn't run and play. He sat on the couch watching TV as his father Michael offered him calorie-boosting shakes and pushed a bottle of water toward him. According to Fox 6 WITI, Landon's parents pored over the last few years of their son's life, wondering if anything else besides the bacterial infection could have caused this change. They recalled a medicine, Depakote, which had been prescribed for absent seizures, which Landon had experienced several years prior. Now, the Mayo Clinic explains absent seizures as, quote, involving brief sudden lapses of consciousness. They're more common in children than in adults. A person who's experiencing an absent seizure can look like they're simply staring at a wall for a moment, which is what Landon had seemed to be doing. The Depakote had been effective for his seizures, but now his parents wondered if it had damaged his hypothalamus. For such a tiny area of the brain, it controls quite a lot. Medline explains that the hypothalamus, quote, produces hormones that control body temperature, heart rate, hunger, mood, release of hormones from glands, sex drive, sleep, and thirst. But the first five doctors they consulted weren't able to find anything wrong with the hypothalamus. So, the Jones family sought out news coverage and an appointment with the National Institute of Health. The Des Moines Register reported that the Joneses hoped to claim a spot in the Institute's Undiagnosed Diseases Program, where Landon's condition could be studied. In the meantime, the Jones family appeared in a two-page article in the aforementioned paper, and they were featured in a segment on CBS News with a medical specialist. Both featured startling pictures of Landon's weight loss and his parents' pleas for help. And according to a follow-up article in the Register, the public responded in the thousands. In fact, the Jones family had to close their curtains, hire a publicist to take the phone calls, and put a sign on their door. The Register reporter who covered their story began to forward some of the more promising emails to them, ones from regular people and from experts who had ideas. One wrote in about a pituitary gland tumor, and another recalled that an allergic reaction to an insect sting had affected his own appetite. Several mothers wrote in about their own children's experiences with two related syndromes, PANS and PANDAS. One local Iowan wrote, I implore you to contact Dr. Susan Sweeto at the National Institute of Mental Health, who is the lead researcher for PANS PANDAS. PAN stands for Pediatric Acute Onset Neuropsychiatric Syndrome, and PANDAS for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Strep Throat. The sudden onset is a key diagnostic symptom for this disorder. Another Wisconsinite added that, I'm not a medical professional, but I am a scientific researcher and a parent of a child with PANDAS. When my then seven-year-old came down with PANDAS, he did not want to eat at all. We ended up spoon-feeding him for months. The list of suggestions went on. The most promising, though, 
was an email that somehow floated to the top of the pile. One sent from a biochemist named Sharon Churchill. She too had emailed the Des Moines Register, and she had a different idea in mind. The gut. Reporter Kyle Munson explained her theory this way. The boy's genetic predisposition and prepubescent age, combined with his intake of Depakote and other factors, seriously upset the microbes in his upper intestinal tract. That affected his immune system, leading to the bacterial lung infection and zapped his hypothalamus. She believed that building back up his gut bacteria would be key to healing his hypothalamus's impulses, the bridge between gut and brain. Michael and Debbie Jones had spoken with Sharon Churchill extensively and felt hopeful that she was onto something. Michael told the register, she had everything down to a fine art. I think she's on target, Debbie said. Strangers, that flurry of news coverage surrounding Landon Jones, it suddenly ceased after this revelation. We could not find updates on whether Sharon Churchill's solution worked or if he ever had his appointment at the NIH. In looking for more information, we did discover there is another Landon Jones, a child who had another rare condition, whose life and journey was documented online. But the detail of his life, his parents' names, his location, are different. Our Landon Jones of Iowa, updates of his condition, never came after that hopeful news in 2014. We hope that the introduction of the healthy bacteria was key to his cure. If they'd found the cure, well, it would be a marvel and perhaps pave the way for others to treat similar ailments too. But listeners, you're not listening to a show about medical science, are you? You're listening to this one. So brace yourselves, because some of the stories about people with conditions like Landon's made references to other people who didn't eat, not because of illness, but for entirely different reasons. Ascensions to higher planes. And one particular name kept popping up. A person who was defined as an entirely different kind of marvel. Not a living endorsement of modern science, but someone to be studied by it. And in this case, doctors weren't trying to cure a person. They were trying to disprove his very existence, his essence. Suffice it to say, we went down that rabbit hole. And we decided to do a little more digging. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable 
unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, if you'll indulge us, a bit of context. Anyone who's been on this planet for a reasonable period of time has probably run into the concept of achieving enlightenment. It's generally considered to be a difficult task and not something one can do on their lunch break. No matter the culture, the religion, or the society, it seems that the basic rules stay the same. You must first shed some or all of your fetters of base human wants, money, luxury, indulgence, you get the idea. Then, you're expected to do away with some human needs if you're to reach a higher or deeper understanding, whatever that might mean. Abstinence from one thing or another, for a period of time or for a lifetime, is a common theme. The purported ability of some select people to surpass, well, their humanity has long fascinated the rest of us. Saints, monks, gurus, mystics, high priests, wise ones, shamans, the list goes on, have achieved enlightenment or something comparable by letting go of the requirements of the flesh. Or so we're told. The stories tend to be old ones, without many citations. They operate based on our belief, our acceptance, or our assumption of allegory. The concept itself of abstaining for purification is a near-universal human standard for enlightenment. No, not a two-day juice cleanse sold on social media, but the idea of fasting for spiritual or magical clarity. The stories go something like this. The miracle, or magic, or transcendence, depending on the place or time, can come after a great fast. And there were times when that notion was taken too far, certainly. But the concept held true across continents. Empty the body in order to free the mind. And a few truly remarkable tales from various cultures, it's said that a wise one's fast is permanent. The great figure transcends. Somehow they remain on this plane, but they no longer require physical sustenance. No water, no food. They require only light and air to survive. And depending on who we're talking about, perhaps the power of a spiritual force or the calmness of their own mind. A contemporary person might call them breatharians, though that term hasn't been in existence nearly so long as the stories have been. But they're just stories, right? Old ones of seers on lonely peaks discovering the secrets of the universe. Well, perhaps, and perhaps not. In our quest to find Landon Jones, we ran into a man who claimed to survive without any sustenance whatsoever. And no, we don't mean the one who popularized drinking lots of butter in his coffee, though to be clear, we are firm supporters of whatever it takes to get you through the day. No, we're talking about someone who never started a single brand-conscious social media account, at least as far as we know. This man, Prahlad Jani, also known as Mataji to his devotees, 
lived to be 90 years old, and he claimed to have ingested absolutely nothing for the last 70 or so of his life. He was a well-known spiritual leader who died of apparent natural causes listed as old age in 2020. From the ages of 20 until 90 years old, he claimed not to imbibe any food or water. In fact, he said he didn't need to. And why? According to the BBC, after the yogi became a devotee of the goddess Ambaji, or Amba, he was imbued with a gift from her, spiritual sustainment. Now, this did not come easily. According to the story he shared with numerous news outlets, he left his home as a youth and went to live in solitude in a cave, where he took what he described on as traditional feminine clothing of the follower of Ambaji, more culturally feminized attire, and he spent his days in meditation and in the practice of yoga. It was during this period of his life that Prahlad Jani said that he surpassed the need for both food and water. According to the Agence France Press, he credited this to a particularity of his anatomy. Quote, I receive the elixir of life through the hole in my palate, which allows me to live without food or water. As he aged, Prahlad Jani amassed a number of followers who considered his apparent status as a breatharian only one sign of his enlightenment. One of his followers told the BBC in 2010, he has never fallen ill. Once they heard of him, the medical community became quite interested in the spiritual leader, as you might imagine, and requested to test just about all of his vitals. And, surprisingly, he was remarkably healthy. Per the National Post, his blood tests were normal, better than normal really. And we know what you're thinking right about now. It's easy to claim to be a breatharian, right? Anyone can do it, as long as they have somewhere private to go to have a few snacks. It's entirely another thing to actually be one. Actually succeeding at a breatharian lifestyle would be impossible. Well, it should have been. Except for one strange thing. There were two separate medical studies conducted in India which purported to have done just that, proved Prahlad Jani's claims. Per ABC, one was conducted in 2003 and a more extensive, government-funded and monitored study took place in 2010. Now, we'll lay this out from the start. There are as always, skeptics, who've asked to examine the data and pointed out that one of the neurologists who participated was very sympathetic to the yogi's teachings. We're just here to tell you what's been said. You can decide for yourself. It's worth noting, though, that the Indian Ministry of Defense was interested enough to get involved. Per the Vancouver province, the 2010 study required the yogi to abstain from bathing so he could not drink the bathwater and the National Post reported that the only water he came into contact with was 100 milliliters of water used for mouthwash, which was measured after use. Per the province, he was also, quote, under round-the-clock surveillance for 10 days and observed via closed-circuit camera. During that time, he did not eat, drink, urinate, or defecate. Per the Toronto Star, to be absolutely sure that he didn't, scientists sealed the door to the bathroom. Dr. Sadir Shah, the neurologist who conducted the experiment, explained to reporters that the yogi 
had evidence of the formation of urine, which was reabsorbed on his bladder wall. The medical committee does not have any scientific explanation. Ultimately, Dr. Shaw told the Calgary Herald, We still do not know how he survives. It's a mystery what kind of phenomenon this is. There was, according to the Defense Institute of Physiology and Allied Sciences of India, a larger point to the experiment. They released the following statement after the second examination of Prahlad Jani. Quote, We realize that if the whole phenomenon really exists in a human being, even for 15 days, it would have immense application in the unraveling of secrets of medical science and its application for human welfare. And strangers, perhaps it's that that should be the takeaway. Perhaps the question shouldn't be if Prahlad Jani ever took a sip of water or a bite of food for 70 years. What if others could be studied to help us understand the ill, like Landon Jones? Because there are others. There's the Swedish man who, trapped in a car after an accident, survived on snow for weeks. Or the Australian stranded in the Himalayas for months who ate only snow and a caterpillar. Then there are the select hunger strikes that have gone on much longer than anyone thought possible without leaving the strikers ill or near death. Scientists have made some steps in that direction, at least in the case of Prahlad Jani. The authors of a paper published in a medical journal in 2018 claimed that they measured the pituitary gland of the yogi. The pituitary gland affects growth and is connected to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus. Remember that tricky part of the brain? It's the one that some of the experts thought could have been affecting Landon Jones's hunger or lack thereof. The two work in concert, and a third hormone, ghrelin, also known as the hunger hormone, which is produced in the stomach, stimulates the pituitary. And the researchers found that Prahlad Jani's pituitary gland was much smaller than usual, only the size, they said, of the average 10-year-old boys. Could that have something to do with his unusual ability to resist hunger? Now, we're not weighing in on whether he truly managed to abstain from food or water for 70 years, but as far as we're concerned, he likely pulled it off for exceptional periods of time. And studying how his body functioned could unlock other mysteries, another kind of enlightenment, of curing the sick. And wouldn't that be a marvel? all on its own. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers, from the lives of regular people, just like you and me, except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show and to hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar, join us over on Patreon. There you'll get ad-free releases of our regular episodes, full-length bonus episodes, blogs, and monthly live streams, all for $5 a month. We hope you'll check it out. There's a link in our show notes. <laughs>